0: Let's look ahead to Tuesday. There are five games on in the NBA. We're looking at streaming options, injury updates, all that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am hanging a banner for the in-season tournament and I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore ball and on Instagram at Locked On Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you hear Operation 70K. We're trying to get there. So if you can hit it on the YouTube side, that would be awesome. I would love if you could do that. We're here to look at the five games from Tuesday. Just as I'm recording this, a little bit of stuff just leaked out from the Knicks. The Knicks are considering starting Jericho Sims. You absolute dickheads. Oh my God, this man, Tom Thibodeau. This guy. Sims is not a 12-team out, I don't think. I'm still adding Hartenstein in 12-team leagues. But this man, Sims, has played 25 minutes this season. Is this guy serious? Um, look for him in deeper leagues. But we'll see what happens if they start him. I'll have, I'll have something to talk about in the recap show later today. We know that. Let's talk about Tuesday, though. Only five games on. And a lot of these teams playing in this uh, on these games are uh, on back-to-backs. So we're going to yeah, be cautious with that, obviously. We're also doing a deep dive. didn't even talk about it. We're going under the lens on Maverick center, Derek Lively II. So we're going to do that as well. Let's look where we are with injuries, though. For these games, we do have quite a few. Uh, in Dallas in particular, Kyrie Irving, out. Maxi Kleber, out. Grant Williams, out. Cool. So that value of the Exams and Joneses and Hardaways is all still there. Gabe Vincent remains out for the Lakers. Um, Hopefully, he's coming back soon. Not sure how it's going to impact much for fantasy. Probably not at all. Um, In Phoenix, Grayson Allen and Nasir Little are both out. They've got a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back. So, that'll be really intriguing because Bradley Beal will play on Tuesday, but he almost definitely won't play on Wednesday. So, if Allen remains out for both of those games, Eric Gordon's value rises, but that means that Kogi or Goodwin become actual stream options on Wednesday. Probably more Goodwin than a Kogi, and we still don't know. We'll talk about this in a sec. We still don't know what's going on with uh, with Kevin Durant, who is questionable for Tuesday. So there's a risk that he misses one or two of these games as well. Karis LeVert and Evan Mobley, I'm putting them as questionable for now. They're both out on Monday. I don't know their status for uh, Tuesday's game. Mobley has now missed two straight. LeVert has now missed four straight. So you've got to think there's risk of them both not playing on Tuesday. Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter, he's questionable for Monday's game with an ankle problem. I would be pretty shocked and stunned if he played both of the games. If he misses Monday, there's a chance for Tuesday. If he plays Monday, then I doubt he's on there out there on Tuesday. Durant is questionable. As I said, they've got a Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back coming up. So you might get an opportunity where Beal is out for resting and Durant is out again on Tuesday, which opens a lot of stuff up. And Grayson and Allen might be out for um, Eric Gordon, for Jordan Goodwin, for Cater Bates diop as well. Malik Monk and Colby Jones are both questionable for Sacramento for Monday's game. Colby doesn't matter that much, but Monk does. So if Leakey is out, they'll probably lean a little bit heavier into Kevin Herder and give some minutes to Duarte. Obviously, I would hope it's obvious that um, Herder is the guy that we lean to there over Duarte. We've got two guys listed probable for Monday, and that is the headmaster, Jamal Murray, and Patrick Williams. I believe there is a back-to-back for both of these guys Monday, Tuesday. I believe Williams will play both games. I think Murray will, but I wouldn't be shocked, given his ankle and hamstring injuries, if Jamal plays on Monday and sits on Tuesday, which would put Reggie Jackson back into the streaming spotlight. But at the moment, the headmaster is only probable for Monday, so it's hard to know exactly which direction uh, they're going to go with that one. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. But what this does do now, it's uh, that's injuries, five games, not a huge amount at the moment. We'll see the 13 games on Monday. Stuff is going to develop, obviously. But let's go to Dallas. And let's put Derek Lively the second under the radar. Under the radar? No, under the lens. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put him under the lens. Let's have a look. Lively was a guy that we were pretty interested in grabbing um, at the end of drafts in the draft process, as soon as Jason Kidd started him in the preseason. Although, again, it's hard to know because he started Prosper and Lively in the preseason. All right, interesting. Prosper never plays and Lively gets big minutes every single game. And Lively was always the better option because he's a much better fantasy player. But it just goes to show that, well, if they start a rookie in preseason, doesn't mean shit in terms of whether they stick in that role or whether they fall away, whatever. But Lively still is available in a lot of leagues, amazingly. He shouldn't be in any and hopefully this gives you the little boost to um, to not allow him to be available. Over the last week, he's 25th in minus one rankings per game. Now, this is skewed by a few things which we'll talk about, but he's playing 31 minutes in those games. But even over the last two weeks, playing 28 minutes a night, he's a comfortable top 50 player, top 40 player. Even in points leagues where I've been, eh, we, we, he's probably rosterable, but who knows. Over the last week, 42nd averaging 39 fantasy points. That is not a realistic thing. Because I don't think he's going to play those thirty odd minutes, because that was really skewed by a thirty nine minute game, and then he played twenty four and twenty eight the next two. But he needs to be rostered, like he's a twelve team, he's a ten team category must roster, I think, and he's a twelve team points must roster. Derek Lively, but the roster percentages don't reflect this. He's sixty one percent rostered only. It needs to be more. In saying all of that. His 25th over the last week and 42nd in points league. is not a real expectation because I want to focus on a couple of things. He's shooting 91% from the field, 91. That means that he has uh, attempted 21 shots and he has hit, for those of you mathematically inclined, as I just try to find it, 19. So he's missed two shots in three games. He's at 83% over the last five games and 74% over the season. He is going to be a very high field goal percentage player, and that is going to be huge for his fantasy value. His strongest category for category leagues is field goal percentage, followed by blocks. But that is going to come down. But what I do want to focus on is blocks. He's averaging um 1.6 for the season. Really good number. Enough to get you on a category league roster. Not enough on its own to be a points league guy. He's averaging 9 and 8 for the season with 1.6 blocks. What we need to do is push him to 27 minutes regularly and get him into double-digit scoring to be that points lead guy. Now, his free throws have been putrid. He's 40% over the last five games and 59 for the season. We know this. It's not high enough volume to make you a punt guy, but what I do want to focus on here is the blocks. 3.7 per game over the last three games. There was a two. His last five games have been great. Two blocks, two blocks, seven blocks, two blocks, two blocks. Getting two blocks from him is a reasonable, somewhat reasonable expectation. 1.7, 1.8. That, that is somewhat reasonable, but... I say all of this according to Crafted NBA he's in the 43rd percentile of contesting shots at the rim so what that means is either when he chooses to contest a shot he just blocks it and he's just got an unbelievable knack for timing and positioning or he's getting a little bit lucky on converting contests into blocks i would say that especially over the last little period of time when he had that seven block game, there's a little bit of luck involved in that. But maybe he just has unbelievable instincts in terms of being able to contest. Now, I'd love him just to contest way more of this. That's just a very low number for a center. He needs to get out there and contest more shots, which actually could... What's more likely? The blocks come down or the rim contest percentage goes up? I would say from 3.7 blocks, it's more likely it goes down. But if we look at over the course of the year, is it 1.6 blocks? I think that's more likely that goes up based on the percentage contest going up as well. So while it's a little red flag here, we go, well, 3.7 blocks can't stick and he's doing it without contesting anything. I do think that over the course of the season that that contest percentage will rise. The blocks will stabilize. And if they sit at 1.9 instead of 1.6, well, that very firmly keeps him in the top 100. Plus a few extra minutes in terms of responsibility. Um, that really high field goal percentage. Is he doing anything else? Not really. Like one assist, 0.6 steals. None of that's good. But it's like eight rebounds, 10 or 11 points, two blocks, 70%. Love it. Great. Fantastic value. And he is providing that at the moment. Really hot run. Must roster player. I just use this to implore you that he is rostered at the moment. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event. It should be a stress-free process. You don't have to worry about the pricing. Are they going to hide fees in there? Shouldn't have to worry about what happens if an event gets cancelled. What happens if you lose your job? You shouldn't have to worry about any of that. What about if you find a price on those tickets somewhere else? Well, Game Time helps you because they've got the uh, Game Time Guarantee, meaning you always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. They've also got the Zone Deals, which enables you to get an average of 18% savings. What's a Zone Deal? I hear you cry out. A Zone Deal is when you just pick an area that you want to sit, a zone, so to speak, and you choose that area to sit here. And game time goes, cool. Thanks for that. Thanks for giving me a little bit of scope to work things out. They pick a seat in that area and on average, 18% savings. And who doesn't want to save on average, 18% savings? I do. And you do too. So download the game time app and create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so that is our deep dive on old mate Derek Lively. What does that bring us into now? It brings us into the stream of the day. So again, the cascading sort of effect here is how we attack these. There's a lot of Dallas here. For 10 teamers, we are looking at Derek Lively because he's only 61% rostered. Um, you do want to go and grab that. Yes, even in point leagues, I would stream him in for sure and hold. Um, Patrick Williams for 12-team category leagues. I'm not worried about him sitting in the back-to-back. He could, I guess, but I'm, I'm not worried about that. For 14-team leaguers, I am looking at Dante Exum. And for 16-team leagues, widely available Daniel Tice. Missed the last game with an illness. I guess he's going he's gonna to play Monday. I guess he plays the back-to-back. And that's a really good deeper league stream. For points leagues, both Yahoo and ESPN, I'm using a 45% rostered cutoff. And that's Dante Exum that I'm taking a look at there. Yes, Derek Jones is in the mix, but he's above that number. Um, Derek Lively. Actually, Derek Jones is below that number, but I have actually have Exum projected higher in the short term. I do have Jones projected higher in the long term because I think he holds onto that role as guys trickle back. Exum at the moment, though, a little bit more value. And, of course, Lively would be the guy that we look at ahead of those players if he was available. But, again, I'm using a 45% cutoff for those points leagues ones there. But you can just use Lively if you're available. If you're in a shallow points league, he's going to be a pretty interesting guy to take a squiz at. In terms of back-to-backs Tuesday, Wednesday, there are only two teams. We talked about this on the Week 8 preview about attacking the Lakers and Suns early on, and they've got that Lakers-Suns Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back now. I would be very worried that Bradley Beal does not play Wednesday. I would be concerned that Durant plays maximum one, minimum zero out of these two games. And I am highly, highly skeptical that LeBron James is going to play both games Tuesday, Wednesday. In fact, I'm pretty sure LeBron will sit on Wednesday and there is a chance that Davis sits on Wednesday as well. I would say it's more likely for LeBron, especially after the in-season tournament. So just be aware that with those get those two teams playing the back-to-back, that on Wednesday, you're probably going to have things shift quite a bit with no Beal, maybe no Durant, maybe no LeBron, or likely no LeBron, and maybe maybe. maybe no Davis in those games. We don't know that for sure. That is speculation on my behalf. Let's look at the first game. What's on my radar for the Lakers and the Mavericks? Cam Reddish, I want to watch because I do believe he's going to start. Is he going to be worth more than a stream? I don't think so. It is really hard to get these minutes high enough and for him to do enough to be a 12-team must-roster player, but with a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back with a possibility 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 LeBron sits on Wednesday... That's a great opportunity to look at Cam Reddish there. With Dallas, well, we'll see what happens for them on Monday. But the stream guy there is Exum, but I've already given you the names. There's Exum, there's Jones, there's Hardaway, and there's Lively. All four of those guys have a position on a 12-team roster during at least this little short-term period. Some really strong value for all of those guys, I think, that is popping up right at the moment. The next game is Cleveland and Boston. This is a back-to-back for Cleveland. Like we said, Evan Mobley and Karis Levert and Milk, they're out on Monday whether they play on Tuesday, we're not sure. Dean Wade is going to get that opportunity. And then if Lavert misses, it's more for Okoro and it's a bit more for Craig Porter. Not necessarily that they'd be big streaming guys, but Okoro, Wade, with a, with a day like this, when there's so few games on just five on Tuesday, yeah, having a, a guy play 30 minutes, which Wade or Okoro might, that has a little bit of value. It's not ideal, but it has a little bit of value. For, for Boston, honestly, Al Horford. I want to see his minutes because last game they played Puzingas just 29 as he came back from the calf issue. I think that'll push back up pretty quickly and I don't think Horford remains a 12-team league guy, especially they have a back-to-back coming up Thursday, Friday, I believe this week. So you're only going to get three games out of Al there. But if he's a 27-minute guy versus a 25-minute guy, there's a, there's an argument to be made and you could hold on to Horford for this game because again, with so few options on, that's useful and let's just see how they utilize him. In terms of streams, we've got a coro there for Cleveland and then we would go Wade and then we'll probably go down to Porter, um, depending on the absences of who's there. And then for the Celtics, it is Slam and Sammy Hauser Who's going to get his 20-odd minutes? Probably going to take seven threes. Could hit two, could hit five, who knows? We know what he is. A very, very reliable, usually three-point stream option who can get you some points and not do a uh, a ton more else. The next game is the Denver Nuggets and the Chicago Bulls. Both of these teams play on Monday and there is some uncertainty. Does Murray play both? Does Alex Caruso play both? I don't know. I would very be I'd be very doubtful about Caruso playing both. In terms of stream options, Peyton Watson played minutes over Aaron Gordon last time out. I don't expect that that is going to happen again here, but if Gordon is really struggling with his heel and it is on a back-to-back and Watson's playing well, that's at least a deeper league stream. And the other one for the Bulls is Io Desumu. Now, under no circumstance do I believe that Desumu is a 12-team must-roster player. Yes, Levine is out for a long time and might not return. He Dasumu needs probably two more guys out to be a 12-team league guy. And that's not the case. But if Caruso is out on this game on Tuesday, Pat Williams is our priority, or Kobe White's our priority, followed by Pat Williams, and then it goes to Dasumu after that, who is a very interesting 14-team league guy, but with only five games on. He does do something for us for... um for 12s in that scenario with the expectation or the assumption, I guess there, that old mate Alex Caruso is sidelined. The next one is the Warriors and the Suns and thank God neither of these teams are on a back-to-back. Chris Paul and Andy Wiggins were both questionable with illness but they're both available and ready to play and I want to see Chris Paul because so far this season, him coming off the bench has not been a 12-team league player. Him starting has been. Him playing with Draymond Green has not made him 12-team valuable. I'm not dropping him, but every little game here over the next week or so will lead me to make that decision if it continues to struggle. For the Suns, I've got Bradley Beal as something I want to watch. I don't know that he plays and I don't expect him to play. But just how it all looks for Beal... That's not true, sorry. My bad. Beal is going to play on Tuesday. He's not going to play Wednesday is is the expectation. So I want to see A, how Beal plays. How the ball handling is distributed between Booker and Beal, how much Beal is out there, what it does to Jordan Goodwin and Eric Gordon—it is we still don't fully know because Allen is out and Durant is questionable. But the major thing there is the ball handling and assist responsibilities between Booker and Beal. That's that is something we haven't seen and we need to see it. In terms of streams, Dario Saric there on Golden State, also John Kaminga in a point, they I probably would stream Kaminga, who's played big minutes the last couple, and I have added him in some deeper twelve-team formats. Drew Eubanks is worth a look for Phoenix. Maybe you throw Jordan Goodwin or Josh Okogie in there, but Eubanks, for category leagues in particular, tends to have a better game even in limited minutes compared to those other players. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fan Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, as Santa fills his sack, the NFL offers stay hot on Fan Well, not in the NFL offers. NFL, No one cares about the NFL, mate. Fan Jewel. Let's talk basketball. The offers at Fangio are hot. They're so hot, I can barely touch them, Fangil But let's talk some NBA here, yeah? Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if your team's the Detroit Pistons, well, I, there's a whisper that they might give you a million dollars because it's just not going to happen. That's not true. Fangio's not going to do that. Disclaimer, they're not going to do that. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But anyway, if your team wins on the Moneyline bet with $5, you do get 150 in bonus bet. That part is not a joke. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Spreads, player props, over-unders, futures, Moneylines, totals, whatever. It's all there over at FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and get ready for NBA action heading up to Christmas Day. FanDuel's also an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. All right, we are still in Operation 70K mode. So go hit that subscribe button if you can. Be very, very grateful for you to do that. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Someone said they grabbed their kid's account and subscribed there. Sick. Well done. Love it. Fantastic effort from you. Um, All right, let's move on to the next game. It is the Kings and the Clippers. Both teams playing on Monday. I don't expect the Kawhi or George or Harden sit, but who knows? They've had a pretty significant rest here, so I don't think there's any risk of them sitting, but we'll find out. And then for the Kings, I don't think there's any concern. We do know that Malik Monk's questionable for Monday. That would be the only one. In terms of streams, Harrison Barnes is an elite streamer now. He's been dropped in enough spots, rightfully so. The other one we look at there is Kevin Herder. if Monk is sidelined. Well, for the Clippers, Norman Powell probably, followed by Terrence Mann, Daniel Tice. There are your other options if Russell Westbrook was dropped. He's a stream guy, and he should be moving into that Harrison Barnes stream territory, although people are stubborn. He's still rostered in 80-plus percent of leagues over on Yahoo, and that is um, just somewhat too high. In terms of the two-for-ones, the Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-backs, it is just Lakers-Suns. So we're looking at um, Cam Reddish, Drew Eubanks, Torian Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, Der Biltbar, and then we go to Okogi and Hachimura. Hachimura's minutes will be something to watch in the in-season tournament final. They were taken by Max Christie because, as I have maintained forever, Rui Hachimura is not very good. He'll have these little bursts and interesting games, and it looks okay, but it's, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think that Taulani Walker is all that useful for NBA teams in this year. So, that's why he lost as minister max christie and we'll see how that goes but maybe we could look at him as an interesting stream i'm not going to chuck the chunks up here because yesterday we did the chunks and it's the same chunk it's who plays tuesday through friday the most games because that's your chunk because saturday's not really a stream day monday's not a stream day so it's tuesday to friday we did it yesterday go check it out in terms of streaming though for the games on Tuesday, five games on. We've got 10-team streamers there. I've got Alex Caruso at the top, but I don't know that he's going to play. But he would be a really good stream. Derek Lively's there. Pat Williams, Eric Gordon, Dante Exum, and Tim Hardaway. Some really, really good options. Three Mavericks guys, you'll notice there, with some really strong value with Williams and Irving and Joshie Green out. And Pat Williams should be rostered regardless. And Eric Gordon with the absence of Grayson Allen and potentially the absence there of Kevin Durant. For 12 team leagues, it is cascading. So look at all those 10s. And then move on to this list. These are 40% rostered or lower. Derek Jones heads the list, followed by Cam Reddish at 14%. Storm and Norman Powell, Daniel Tyson, Terrence Mann, a nice Clippers trio there. And then Drew Eubanks is also another 12-10 stream. You'll notice those guys are widely available. Very, very lowly rostered. So if you are looking for an option on Tuesday, you can do it. I would be targeting Lakers and Suns to get the Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back if that was me. And it is me talking, so there you go. For deeper leagues, 20% rostered and below. Slam and Sammy Hauser, Ayo Dassumu, and Josh Yokogi, Torian Prince. So you've got Lakers and Suns there with a little bit of value. And I'm going to, I'm going to chuck Jaden Hardy in here. I don't know that they play him, but in the past, last season, when Kyrie sat, Hardy would blow up. This season, they're not really going that direction. They're playing Seth Curry. But in deeper formats, we can look a little bit there at Jaden. And then Johnny Kaminga's in there. I'd actually probably should chuck Johnny in the 14-team stream. Oh, sorry, in the 12-team stream option. But he's there at the moment. If you want to grab him, do it. I think he's more valuable in points leagues. As you'll see when we look at the points league streamers, these guys are all 45% uh, and below rostered. So Exum's there. Pat Williams, Derek Jones, John Kaminga, Jaden Hardy, and Norman Powell. Hardy's a definite dart throw, but it could blow up. But it also could do nothing. And there are a bunch of stream options for Tuesday's five-game NBA slate. That is the end of the daily look ahead, injury updates, streaming options. All of that stuff is here. If you are here on audio, or if you're listening on audio, follow along, you know how to do that. I can't believe you wouldn't be subscribed, but go and do it. Give a five-star review while you're at it. And if you are on video, on YouTube, you know what to do. You hit subscribe. You give it a thumbs up. You leave your comments down below. You tell your friends. You share all of that stuff. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.